Hello and welcome. I'm Nirel and this is Get Grounded. Today I'm joined by, tonight I'm joined by a very special guest, the lovely Emilia Garth, who uh, is from Hawaii and now we have met in Miami. She is a singer-songwriter and when Emilia sings, it's like hearing the voice of an angel, essentially. Um, there's something about her music that really, really resonates um, with me and with a lot of people. She also builds really beautiful, special community, which I feel so grateful to be a part of here in Miami and around the world. And she also facilitates sound healing and singing meditation and magical retreats. So anyway, I will hand it off to Emilia. Um, feel free to share. Thank you so much for being here. Mm. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. It's always a pleasure to connect and um, so grateful to have this technology to connect with people who I might not ever get to connect with in the physical um, so if you're listening to this podcast, if you're ever in Miami, come look up Norel, come look me up and we can have a tea. And, um, I hope that in some way, shape or form, what you hear from this episode will benefit your life, will raise your vibration and will help you enjoy every moment of your life just a little bit more. I don't know what questions she's going to ask me and I don't know what stories I'm going to tell, but I'm looking forward to going on this journey along with you. Amazing. So thank you so much again for being here. Um, it's really special to connect with you. And let's start, I mean, let's start from the beginning. First of all, I guess our beginning, we met at um, Art With Me, which is a really special festival in Miami. Um, and Emilia hosted a gorgeous voice activation workshop on the beach with sound, magical sound healing, vibrational bowls, um, and singing and all sorts of beautiful voice activation practices. So how did you get started doing voice activation and the different practices and work that you do today? Um, what inspired you on your journey, even just to start? Um, and then also to like specialize or, you know, how did you know that not only was voice and singing something that was really inspiring for you, but especially the kind that you do and how it it's really integrated in with spirituality, with meditation? Um, how, how did you find that path? Well, there were a lot of questions in there, yeah. so I've got <laughs> answers. Hopefully, they're entertaining enough for you to listen all the way through. Um, let's see. The first one was, how did I get into voice activation and start specializing in that? So I haven't actually sat down to take that trip down memory lane within my own life to see how this first seed was planted, sprouted, came into an entire field where then I did a series of them, doing them at festivals. I haven't really sat down to think about that. And so I can't tell you the answer to how I got into it, but I can tell you why it's important. Mm -hmm. 
It's important because our voice is one of our divine channels, and all of us are artists, and all of us express ourselves through multiple multiple channels, right? Many of us dance, some of us create visual art. Um, goodness, everything we do in life can be an art, but the voice, most humans do speak. And so many of us do express ourselves through our words, and it's a common form of communication. Not everyone paints, not everyone sings, not everyone dances. Um, and I don't mean to neglect any other form of art. Everything is an art. You know, cooking is an art. Um, but interior design is definitely an art that I don't have. But every, most humans do speak, and so our words are very important not only our word choice, but the intonation of our words. I mean, take a simple word, yes. The way that you say yes can completely change the meaning. There's yes, and there's yes, and there's an entire spectrum in between. And um, the first thing about speaking is going ahead and letting yourself be heard. Because silence is also a way of communication. And it's sometimes silence is necessary and it's beautiful and it's nourishing to have silence in the brain. However, if we don't speak up when we need to, we become complicit. Mm. And so voice activation resonates very deeply with me because I'm a singer. I love singing. I'm a songwriter. And for many years I didn't sing. And also in my own home and not to throw anyone under the bus and not to say anything bad about my family. I love my family, but I had a lot of really strong women in my family and I was the youngest one. And so I was often told to just shut up. And, um, I was told not to sing and, um, it was just a survival mode kind of thing, not to speak. And so I found myself, and I might have shared this story at the voice activation with you, but I'm not sure. Um, one time when I was like seven years old, I was invited to spend the night at a friend's house. And so I went to the friend's house and we went out to dinner with her family that night. And at the dinner table, there everyone got their menus and they're like, hey, Emilia, what do you want to eat? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, well, you can read, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, what do you like? And I was like, I don't know. Mm. And they're like, well, then, like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, whatever. Yes. And in a sense, it's not really the word choice or the intonation that I just mentioned, but simply being able to speak mm. for yourself and express yourself. And of course, at the time, I was just like, oh, that's weird. But now in retrospect, when I think about it, I'm like, wow, to not know yourself to not even give yourself permission to have a preference and to make a choice. Mm -hmm. We're fortunate enough to live in the States, to live in Miami, where as women we can express ourselves freely and, and have a choice. And that's also directly related to the voice activation. A lot of people think it's just about singing and sounding pretty, but no, it's really empowering yourself, speaking up, speaking your truth, and letting your decision be known doesn't mean you need to yell and boss everyone around and broadcast it. But fortunately, we have the right in, in this manifestation of, of our human existence. Not every human does, mm -hmm. but we do. And so let's activate this power and watch it transform our lives. Wow. And um, 
there was another question in there, which was about the path of music. It has been such a long path. I've been singing professionally so long and I love dancing. So my first, and I'll get to that in a minute. My first recordings were reggae. I'm from Hawaii. We used to just skateboard, surf, relax, and sing reggae. And so that was my first love. But then I came to Miami and I fell in love with electronic music and dancing. So for a long time, I was in the dance music scene, in the clubbing scene, recording with DJs. And so a lot of my production is electronic music, like deep house and stuff. And it's it was my dream for a long time to go on tour and sing at electronic festivals. And I've sung at Ultra Music Festival twice. And um, I've done international collaborations, and it's cool. But I think it was 2017, I got invited to sing at a festival in Indonesia, in Bali. It was called Bali Spirit Fest, and it changed my life. It was totally holistic. It was medicine music, mantra music, and such a hippie festival. And I almost didn't go. I had been invited to go before and I didn't go. And then I kind of got pressured into going and I went and I was like, wow, wow, life is so different outside of my bubble. And I love this different life. So I slowly started transitioning into it or out of the electronic music and into like medicine music and a more holistic life Mm. because I've always been a child of nature. I've always loved plants and and all the elements and simplicity. And for a long time, I just distracted myself out of it because I thought it was weird because I was around people who thought it was weird. And so instead I tried to conform Mm -hmm. and um, I just kept losing myself deeper and deeper by trying to create someone who I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And that's just what life is and it's fine. And I've forgiven myself for it, even though there were, there's like a decade of me being lost um, going down a path that was not meant for me, but that was meant for me to know what was not meant for me, Mm. you know, because as we were saying earlier, um, you don't regret the things you've done. You regret the things you haven't done. So I know now Mm. I've had some really wild experiences in the party scene Mm. and I've put myself through a lot of stuff. And, um, on this side, I now have no judgment of people who do that because I've been there. And as Buddha said, Everyone either is our enemy or is our friend or someone we haven't met yet, but everyone in life will be one of those. Mm. So like our enemy is someone we haven't met yet or is our friend. And like we just constantly shift around. Mm. But then I I see these people that are doing the same thing I did and I can totally identify because I've been you Mm. and maybe one day you'll be me and maybe one day I'll be you again. I don't know, but no judgment. Because we all have our our own winding paths. So um, anyway, um, I I used to do a lot of electronic music and it was my dream. And I invested years of my life, a lot of money, um, a lot of mental energy, which is also very valuable. It's it's not quite measurable, but it is valuable, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of relationships built in that arena And so only recently have I really been respecting my sacred no Mm -hmm. and basically breaking, I've been breaking up with that entire scene, Mm -hmm. Um, which reminds me tonight, I need to send a message saying that I'm going to pull out of a project because the universe will do that. The universe will test you like, oh, you say you're done, but then 
are you really done? Because mm-hmm. I just got contacted like three days ago by a famous producer. Like, hey, do you want to um, record on this? And it pays pretty gosh darn well, mm-hmm. but it's that mental energy. And if I say, whatever you say yes to, the universe will serve you more of. Mm-hmm. And um, so they say every human has a price. And I'd like to, um, I'd like to up my value more oh. than my price. So yeah, there's a lot more to unpack, but I'll let you talk more. <laughs> yeah, I know when we pass the mic like this, it's uh, we kind of each have our own. It's like passing the talking stick a little bit, you know. Um, but wow, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing. Um, there is a lot there, and so beautiful and so resonant. Seriously, um, sacred no is something that I've been learning and practicing. And it really feels different in your body. Like for me, I mean, when I say no, like I did a group coaching course where we spent, it was maybe six classes and we spent one of the classes entirely practicing our nose. We just said no, like the whole class. And um, it was just so powerful. It was one of those things where I just realized how much I wasn't saying no and how how empowered I feel when I do say no mm-hmm. and how it's a demonstration of respect for myself for like you said my energy mm-hmm. my time which it's so precious and um and yeah when we say yes that's definitely what kind of keeps coming around until we recognize when something's just not aligned which I have found Um, has been a really powerful practice to look inward and to feel, to feel how the yes and the no feel in my body, to know what's actually aligned for me. You know, like if initially you said yes to the project, Mm -hmm. maybe you felt a certain way in your body about it, and then you kind of like felt more into it and realized that it's actually a no. I feel like we know and our body knows Mm -hmm. we just have to like listen (laughs) so what you said about speaking up um like that's so wild you know to be at the restaurant as a kid and to feel like you don't know what you want and it feels like that's so tied to not saying no and to just kind of going along with like what other people want um right (laughs) yeah which totally I've been what were you gonna yeah oh yeah so anyway (laughs) you know it's like the more that we the more that we kind of just like really sit with how we feel about something and really feel into if it's a yes or if it's a no for us then it feels to me based on my practice that that's actually the way to really, like you were saying, knowing ourselves and what we want. Um, So that way, when we are faced with a decision about what to eat or which project to do or whatever, we just know because we've practiced. Yeah. Um, That's so magical and amazing that traversing the worlds of electronic music to medicine music, like you said, and um, and seeing ourselves in the other. Another beautiful, I read something also from the same coach actually who facilitated the no 
workshop, um, she said something like, I know you because I know me, mm-hmm. something like that. And I was like, oh, yes. It's a much more beautiful way. Um, but the same concept is takes one to know one. Mm-hmm. But usually that has a negative connotation. Yeah. Versus I know you, you because you I know you. Oh, in La Kechalakin? It was about the people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because in, in my brain, I've had like a little dialogue about people-pleasing in my mind because it's it's so funny how how things just all at once, the same um, like archetype will appear. And so the other day, so I'm, I'm also a yoga instructor. Oh, yes. And so I was teaching yoga the other day and this... If people get there early, I like to ask them if there's anything they'd like to focus on that day. You know, they get there early, they get like a little bit of catering. Mm-hmm. And so this woman was like, yeah, I want to do full moon yoga because it was like around the full moon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you want to do full moon yoga? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I want to release stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So everyone came into the yoga class and then... I was like, welcome everyone to your Wednesday night yoga practice. Tonight we're going to begin in headstand. And I was like, ha, just kidding. We're going to begin in Shavasana. Not kidding. Please bring yourself to Shavasana. And then as I laid them down, I had them bring themselves into a really receptive position, palms facing up, feet flopping open. And so I started talking about the moon and how the moon reminds us um, that we, it's, our life is short. So show up, show up for yourself regardless of how you're feeling, because every single moment of our life is a phase. And so the moon constantly has phases and it always circles back. And at some moments it's the brightest and some, some moments it goes back inside. And then I I spoke to the fact that the number four is very common in terms of archetypes, how the moon has its four major phases, how there are four seasons in the year Mm -hmm. and also in like Jungian psychology how there are the four stages of the woman how she goes from like the child to the damsel or the maiden to the mother to the wizened sage old woman and so how the full moon represents standing in your power and shining your brightest and illuminating and like not holding anything back and so I said you know this is the full moon energy so for tonight's practice think about where in your life you can really shine and stop holding yourself back mm. and step into this next phase mm. and, um, and understand that it won't last forever, but step into it, mm. honor it for what it is, live it fully, right? Mm. And, um, oh, darn it, I lost how we got here. What were you talking about? People pleasing. So people pleasing <laughs> is definitely um, part of the archetype of the maiden mm. or the damsel. Because she's young and she just wants everyone to be happy. Mm. And then the mother is when you become, you really become a woman. And that's when you get to nourish and nurture. Because as the damsel and the maiden, like you're still kind of under someone's wing and someone else is still taking care of you and you haven't stepped into your own. So if you're people pleasing your entire life, then you never will step into your own Mm. and you never will be able to nourish others. And so stepping into the woman, the mother, the nurturer, first it takes nurturing yourself, and then you can really plant your seeds and nurture others. So people-pleasing is just a stage. Mm -hmm. And I hope we can graduate soon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 
Thank you for sharing that. I have really been feeling into numbers for me and I feel that four is one of my numbers. Four and 16, there's something special and I love that four squared is 16. You know, there's something there. Uh, I love, yeah. And and I love the way that you explain the um, connection to the different phases and the seasons. And... You know, Priscilla gave me an exercise the other day. Our friend Priscilla, who I met at a Kanikapila event, which Emilia will share more about Kanikapila uh, soon as we speak. But um, but yeah, so we we've become friends, and she's wonderful. She's an artist, and as we all are, as you said, which I love. Uh, she gave me a challenge the other day. She said, "Okay, Nirel." Um, my challenge for my drawing challenge for you today is to draw your highest self and to do it in like a childlike way. You don't have to spend hours, but just, you know, go ahead and draw something. And what came to me, and I was reflecting on this because I feel like this is the image that really has come to me of my highest self for years, even. I was a pregnant me, <laughs> like a pregnant mama me. And I, so I drew myself pregnant with a little girl, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, when I imagine who I am, when I like, when I envision who I am, when I step into my power and I feel grounded and I feel powerful and I feel assertive, I imagine a mother woman version of myself. And um, so, yeah, so that's so interesting that you say that, 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 that this phase of like before motherhood is where, you know, people pleasing comes out. And then like, it's kind of as we maybe step into the motherhood phase or uh, that maybe sometimes there's a parallel there between that and like graduating from people pleasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so interesting yeah uh would you like to i would love uh, i would love it if you would share about kani kapila speaking of which and the tradition where it comes from and um this beautiful community that you've created in miami yeah sure i just wanted to make it clear also that some mothers still are people pleasing <laughs> like we can people please our entire lives but in jungian psychology it's like yeah graduation so then that also relates to hinduism if anyone believes in reincarnation you know if you don't finish up this phase of your life then you're going to come back mm-hmm. so you get to you get to graduate again so hopefully yes. those of us who don't feel confident and grounded and strong enough which i'm this is probably not my first reincarnation. I'm pretty sure I'm a really old soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost I almost had to repeat this life. Had I not gotten out of that partying mentality, I would have probably repeated this life. And mm-hmm. it's okay. I mean, it, everything is just as it needs to be. But I feel like inside, I was this old soul that just needed to remember who she was. Yes. And some... Like you said, some mothers um, are still people-pleasing and then some people get out of people-pleasing before motherhood. So, you know. Yeah, and some of us may never become mothers in in the typical traditional sense, but we can give birth to creative projects. And that's, is that not motherhood as well? I love that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, we so often call our projects our babies. Mm -hmm. 
and they really are because we are a creation we are creative beings and then if we have a team then it's like it takes a village to raise a child oh. I mean it's the same thing just a different framework mm-hmm. um, uh, so yeah so to Kanikapila not really segue there but Kanikapila is my child <laughs> Um, I can't really, it feels so awkward. So I'm still stepping into like accepting it because I don't want to say that it's mine because I don't want to feel like I'm appropriating anything. It's a Hawaiian tradition that I brought to Miami. Mm. And if people from Hawaii were to see Kanakapila for what it is now, they would recognize it as having the same roots, Mm. but it is different. Um, we, we come together as a community around music, around dance, um, with some food, with some beverage, and we all just let ourselves be seen and heard and experienced in our fullness. Mm-hmm. That is Kanikapila. Mm-hmm. Um, at Kanikapila nowadays, if I say, hey guys, we're going to Kanikapila, what it would actually be is probably a bunch of people in their lawn chairs in my front yard. Everybody brings food. We sit around in a circle. We've got kids playing at our feet. Mm-hmm. Grandmothers doing what grandmothers do best which is like tell ancient stories um women dancing hula the younger girls imitating the women dancing hula um a bunch of people learning how to play instruments because we're going to have like the one uncle or the one cousin who's a virtuoso on the guitar and on the ukulele and everyone's sitting around learning how to do it and then we'll be trading songs um with all the food and and all the drinks that everybody comes and brings and um so what we do in Miami is quite different, mm-hmm. but it has the same family essence. And I think that, and this is just coming through to me now, the reason that it still feels like a very authentic Kanikapila is because so many of us here in Miami really are transplants. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have family nearby. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I also don't have a front yard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I live in an apartment building, and my nearest family right now is in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And so this is us forming family and I like to be very careful with the term chosen family Mm -hmm. because our family members usually and there's always an exception are our greatest teachers Mm -hmm. so we were born with these characters these people playing specific roles in our lives as our greatest teachers because we get to learn through them Mm -hmm. exactly what to do what not to do how to have compassion how to practice patience and um so they are our family, and we, they are what our spirit chose, if this is what you believe. Um, and chosen family, though, is our friends that are beyond friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends that will just hang out with me and will run errands together, mm-hmm. just to be, just to share ideas together. It's not like they don't really have any hidden agenda you know, just people to hang out with. And so mm-hmm. those are people that I usually spend my holidays with. Mm-hmm. And um, many of them do go to Kanikapila. Mm-hmm. And um, another aspect of Kanikapila is that it's it's a place to create community from the community. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it is like a mother tree who has different fruit And the branches spread really far and really wide, sometimes into the neighbor's yard. And then the tree can can drop a fruit over there and then it can sprout an entirely different tree that still is very similar. And there are things that have sprouted out of Kanikapila that and um, maybe you've tried Ecstatic Playground. Mm -hmm. 
love those guys, love what they do. And that was born at Kanikapila. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a competition. It's I love those guys and I love their events. And I'm so happy that they were inspired because if we don't do anything in life, what why not inspire? I mean, it's not about creating anything tangible, but like the feeling that you leave people with mm-hmm. is really what what counts, right? When when we die, when our bodies die, what our soul takes is the lessons mm-hmm. and and the energy. And, and um, while we did speak about voice activation, words have some value. Words are important, but I think a lot of people misuse words, so not everyone's words have value. Mm-hmm. Um, but energy speaks volumes. So you can have a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. but you'll remember their energy more than necessarily the content, the verbal content. Mm-hmm. It's not always like that, but many times it can't be like that. Yeah, thank you, definitely. Ah, oh, beautiful. I love the tree analogy, and that's just so beautiful. It's like trees in nature. I mean, yes, there are limited resources, so maybe there's some element of like, competition I suppose in that sense but a mother tree you know it's like she sprouts her her seeds and they're pollinated or you know basically more trees grow and it's beautiful and we can have a whole forest without feeling like some trees need to get out of the way for other trees to exist and then if and when that happens then it's kind of like a natural organic flow of things too so I don't know. I really, I don't like my, my analogy as much as yours. I really, <laughs> let's, we'll stick with yours. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's so beautiful. And I'm just, again, so grateful that you created this, that you brought this, this beautiful tradition with a Miami spin and um, that it's just like a beautiful community and family here as well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And the energy. Yeah. Actually, I have a little something else Please. to say now. Mm-hmm. That inspired something that we brought the tradition because there is a lot to be said for tradition mm-hmm. and tradition should be upheld. However, it's also necessary to adapt mm-hmm. and to evolve. Yes. And I think this is a really important point when it comes to ancient traditions and native traditions um, like plant medicine ceremonies, tradition, we have them everywhere in Miami, and a lot of times they're not traditional. Mm-hmm. But then also things that are not as taboo, like yoga. How many times people talk about Western practice of yoga mm-hmm. and how it's not authentic, and how many times saying like namaste can even be cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And I honor the traditions, I honor history, I honor lineages. Um, I'm grateful for everything that has ever happened in the world, everything, for better, for worse, to bring us to where we are in this day and in this age. Um, Goodness knows if we had tried to erase some things from history, maybe even worse things would have happened. Um, There have been some tough times. I'm not going to say that everything has been beautiful, but um, traditions are important, yet adaptation is necessary, just like evolution of a species, Mm -hmm. evolution of a tradition, evolution of yoga, because if yoga were practiced in the traditional way in India and were brought over here, would it be as successful at cultivating peace? Possibly not. 
-hmm. And that's why this adapted version, or you can even call it like an anglicized version or Americanized version, or maybe something um, even more slanderous, something uglier version. Um, maybe it's, it's definitely not that traditional, but it still has a very positive impact. Mm -hmm. And so if someone were to come see this Kani Kapila and be like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Um, this is a misnomer. This is cultural appropriation. Um, then it's, I would, and I'm just saying this because it came through now. I'm, I made peace with it because a lot of times things are not things that we do in Kanikapila or things that we do in life don't really hmm, represent the lineage in its original form. Mm -hmm. But I hope that we can all give ourselves permission to change, to adapt, to modify. Mm -hmm. And that really goes across the board with everything we do in life. Mm -hmm. Because if we're taught this is the right way, then there will never be any innovation. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for thank you for sharing. I mean, also, you know, what is the right way and what is like the right form or what, you know, where does tradition even originate? Uh while being respectful that traditions exist, it feels like humans over the span of like our entire existence, how much originality can we really have? We're just like they say this, you know, I've heard this also with art and like creation where this notion of like stealing from different artists or, you know, it's like we inspire each other mm -hmm. and there are definitely fine lines, you know, but I also embrace inspiring each other and embrace. It's like I see it as something that's actually really beautiful to feel so inspired by a tradition mm -hmm. in one place or at one time that you feel called to share that with other people and it's a different context so it's totally natural that like and it makes sense that in order for like you were saying with yoga that tradition or the inspirations from the tradition to resonate with the people in that context it's it feels very like organic to me that then it kind of flows and naturally changes um, and yeah, I mean, I understand that there's sensitivity around, around it. And I also feel like I just appreciate very much, um, an intention behind something like Kani Kapila being that there is so much beauty in the tradition and that now it's taking that goodness and transforming in a way just allowing it to naturally organically transform so that we can share the inspiration with others in other contexts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to know if you, uh, if you would like to share more about, um, you know, where people can find you, what are you up to different retreats and such. And then I would love if you would love to share a, beautiful um singing meditation with us as well okay. Un unless you feel called to speak about anything else i feel like we can probably do that okay yeah. yeah um yeah so i have music on all the platforms and i just released a song on 2-2 so february 2nd 2022 and today is like the 17th or today's the 18th yeah. Yeah. Infinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And it's called Todo es mi familia. And that means everything and everybody is my family. And it talks about how everything is sacred and we're all connected. And it's in Spanish. <laughs> But I have other songs in English, in Portuguese. I don't think I have any in Sanskrit yet. Um, on all the platforms, so you can just look for Emily Garth, and I'm sure Narelle will put um, my name in the notes. Yes. And also, you can just go to emiliagarth.com, and I have all my upcoming events and retreats there. So um, I lead a few retreats a year in Sedona, Arizona, with a good friend of mine, Elvira Barcala, and they're really deep, transforma transformative retreats. We do holotropic breathwork on the mountaintops. We do eco-explorations, song circles, guided journaling. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And we rent a big house and we just become one big family. And when you leave, it's like, wow, I, you, you really do leave a different person. And um, I highly recommend it if you're ever available. So you can find that at emiliagarth.com. And yeah, that's, that's really it. Hopefully I'll be, I'm going to be in Mexico a few times for some more retreats this year. So definitely reach out. Also, Instagram is a great place to find me, Emilia underscore Garth. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Emilia. <laughs> And um, yes, I'll definitely, there will be links in the show notes uh, to all of the places. And um, with that, would you like to take us into um, a song? Sure. Maybe, um, will, would you like to introduce maybe what it is that you'll share? Yeah. So um, I also love, I don't even think love is the right word. I'm going to say that again. Um, meditation is a big part of my life, and I don't do the standard monastic meditation so much. I believe that a meditation can just be like a few deep breaths, not that we have to sit in a dark cave in silence, you know, sitting up all straight with our legs crossed and our legs falling asleep for hours on end. Meditation is just clearing of the mind, whatever works for you. Also, it can be a moving meditation, dance, yoga, running, swimming, just not having any background noise in your brain. So whatever gets you there, and that's kind of like life, whatever just works for you. There is no universal prescription for anything. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people will say, ah, I can't meditate, it's too hard, I can't sit still. And so I um, created a little, I don't even want to say I created, this, this came through me. And it's to help people who are just beginning meditation. And it's a little guided musical meditation. And it's the idea is a prescription to listen at the beginning of every day. And then any moment that you feel stressed or sad or anxious or unworthy during any moment of any day. So start your day and then take as needed. <laughs> Beautiful. And it's a song of positive affirmations. I am 
I am I am and that's where you can put in your little affirmations like I am beauty I am creative I am abundance I am prosperous I am prosperity incarnate I am great health I am optimal health whatever it is that's where you can put it in there and then here are some suggested affirmations that come right afterwards. It goes, I am powerful, I am limitless, I am graceful, I am strong, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and my life is my song, I am. I am I am I am With each breath that I take I feel more alive Exhaling all of my fears inside So many paths that lead to one truth And all this time the answer's in you I am I am I am I speak them into truth On the wings of a bird We go back to our roots I am <laughs> Yeah, so that one is um, available on all the platforms as well. It's called I Am, open parentheses, limitless close parentheses and um I am just beginning to play guitar so I'm very basic and when I went in to record that one in the studio the producer the music producer is a very talented musician and he said no you play the guitar and I was like me play the guitar in the actual recording I was like but you can you can do it and he's like no but think about this this way it's really going to be all you in the recording so if you listen to the recording and you hear it, be like little bear, where, 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 it's all me. And I take full responsibility for all the sounds. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you, Emilia, so much for sharing. It really has been so beautiful to share this presence with you and life also. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed and felt uh, felt something uh, and felt inspired and um, that you take that with you. So 
that you find I Am and other beautiful musical meditations on uh, Spotify or anywhere, really, from Emilia, and that this serves as a reminder, a gentle reminder uh, to, you know, that you deserve affirming yourself in that way, in whatever, in whatever you feel, you know, um, or whatever you don't feel yet, but you want to feel mm. Mm. limitless. Mm-hmm. With that, have a beautiful day and stay grounded. Oh, <laughs> yay! That's beautiful.